there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Good evening and welcome to Tuesday night's Go Radio Football Show. I'm Mark Goody. Tonight I'm joined by the Rangers legend and former Ibrox skipper Craig Moore and he's got plenty to say on the current situation at Rangers if you want to get through to Craig and put your point to him 0808 17 17 700 to get through to the Go Radio football show in association with Macklin Motors oh it's good to see you Mark, nice to be here. Nice to be here. Plenty to talk about tonight, no doubt. There, there I know you're disappointed Paul Cooney's not here, but Paul's in a well-earned <laughs> break at the moment. He thoroughly deserves his break, so Paul will be back next week with everybody for the Go Radio Football Show. But, Oz, let's get to it. Rangers, your old club. Yes. Um, dropped more points on Saturday. Now nine points behind Celtic as we go into the World Cup break. What's your take on the situation with Giovanni? Uh, look, I struggle, uh, if I'm honest, to see how... Um, the club can move forward with Giovanni. Um, I think the the nine the nine point gap. I think at this stage is is something that um, is too big. Um, I, I kind of the last three games leading to the break felt that that maximum points was something that had to be achieved for Gio to mm-hmm. um, you know stay in the role. That didn't happen, um, and, and therefore I think um, you know I think there will be change. Obviously, we're not hearing a great deal uh, coming out of Rangers at this moment in time, but I, I can only assume that there's some hefty conversations happening behind closed doors. But unfortunately for Giovanni, I know he's had a lot of injuries uh, and a lot of things to, to deal with, but I think moving forward, I think there has to be change. Do you think at the moment then that the decision's been made and they're in negotiations to reach a, a settlement? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I just think, like I said, because we, ha- we haven't heard anything, um, obviously speculation and, and, and the stories, um, I guess, get worse and worse. So the sooner I think that Rangers can come up with some uh, form of communication as to, to what, what is going to happen, I think the better for the football club. But I, I think at this time, yeah, there, there's probably, you know, those discussions behind the scenes. Um, like I says, I mean, it's never nice. Mm. And I'm not saying this is just my opinion. Uh, so we're still, we still, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But um, I just see that uh, it's it's too big a task now for Giovanni to turn things around. And that's with the supporters and, uh, and potentially with the board as well. I get it. The manager, as we all know, the manager always carries the can. That's mm-hmm. what happens at, at football clubs. But in your take, how much uh, responsibility do the players need to take for the current situation? Let's take the manager out of the equation. Mm-hmm. What about the players? Well, the players have clearly underperformed. Um, you know, you, you, you kind of set the bar and you look at what was achieved last season in terms of getting to the, the Europa League final. Um, so you know what's possible. You, you know what the players are capable of. Um, unfortunately, this season, um, like I says, I mean, rhythm, confidence, injuries... 
but players, um, they just haven't hit the levels um, that have been needed, you know, to, to put yourself in a good position come the halfway mark of the season. Um, you know, Giovanni's job is to obviously try and to motivate and to, to have good structure um, and a plan for the players to go out and, and perform. But it is the players that obviously need to go out and do that. Unfortunately, uh, we haven't seen the right kind of performances, um, and it's not been a, it's not been one or two, Mark. Unfortunately, it's been something where every time Rangers looked as if they could turn the corner, mm-hmm. then uh, you know another performance that wasn't so great result-wise uh, has kind of set them back. So there's been no rhythm, um, but the players, I'm sure, will realise that they um, they need to do better. I'm going to play devil's advocate, so. You look at what Rangers have achieved, and, and this Rangers team on the whole have been together probably for about three years. It was very much a Stephen Gerrard's team. I know changes have been made in the summer, but a lot of them haven't really worked out. But was this always going to happen? Was this team always going to hit a wall? You look at what they put into the, the, the second half of last season, regardless of who was in charge. Well, you're kind of hoping no. Uh, you know, that you have a, an off-season uh, in regards to... Um, identifying a way where you can continue to be progressive in terms of recruitment and freshening up in positions and making those changes that, like I say, are there to continue to take the team and the club forward, Mark. So that hasn't been the case, unfortunately. I think there's a huge number of people, you know, fans, media alike, that kind of all agree. I think that the Rangers squad this season is not as strong as what the Rangers squad last season was. Um, so there becomes the the, the issue, uh, and unfortunately, it's clear because the, the the performances and results of this season so far with the current squad uh, are backing that argument up. Is there? And again, I'm wary because I'm always respectful when somebody's in a job, yeah, particularly yeah, a, a guy, yeah. a really good human being like Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Yeah. But is there is there a, an outstanding candidate, a realistic candidate who's out there, Craig, that can come in and, and take over? Yeah, uh, look, it's a really, really difficult question because like you, Mark, um, we haven't had any information come out of the football cl- club in regards to, to Giovanni's future. So you always feel a little bit wrong to, to talk about, I guess, potentially managers that could come into the, the job when you've got one there. Yeah. Um, look, it, it, it's not easy. Um, there's there's big expectation, obviously, at the at the football club. Um, but whenever you think that there's nothing out there, trust me, there's always... There's always an opportunity. There's always someone out there, I think, that can come in and do the and, and, and do the job. You know, clubs always seem to find a way. I think the most important thing is, like I said, I, I, the communication coming out of the club, one way or the other, it really needs to, to come out sooner rather than later because this break is kind of an ideal scenario to either knock things on the head um, or let people know that they're going to stick. With a couple of calls last night, Barry was on the, the show and yeah. a couple of the callers were suggesting that whether it's Giovanni is kept in the job uh-huh. he brings in someone like a Barry someone of that mm-hmm. ilk someone who knows the club inside out etc 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 or if there is a change of regime that someone such as Barry is involved as a manager as yep. an assistant whatever it may mm-hmm. be can you see that way of thinking? Well not only can I see it uh, I think when Giovanni first got the job it was something that I I mentioned immediately yeah. Uh, because I, I just feel uh, and everyone's got their own opinion on this I just feel it's important that you have uh, someone that really understands the DNA of the football club um, the league in general the places you're going to visit the players you come up against 
Um, and I just feel as if it's a real added value for any manager that's in place. Uh, and it was something I touched on, Mark, at the very, very beginning. You, you mentioned Barry Ferguson, yeah. you know, a Neil McCann, a Kevin Thompson, you know, you, you Kenny Miller. Like these are the names um, that I think a particular uh, individual out of those four names should be in at that football club, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you kind of, you, you hear you hear bits and pieces, but this was something I was quite strong on and probably took a little bit of criticism on, uh, Mark, when Giovanni was first announced because I, I just, I've seen it, I've worked in the environment uh, and I know how important it is to the football club. Do you think that will happen at, at all? Can you see the board, the Douglas Park and the board, mm-hmm. again, whether it's with the current regime or a new regime, actually making that part of the next process, though you have to have someone, yeah. as you said, that knows the DNA involved. Again, I think it's vital. I think it's extremely important. But I don't make the decisions at yeah. the football club. You know, it, it's I don't know how the board and, and 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 people that are making decisions within that football club feel about that scenario. But it's not the first time that it's come up. I think, like I said, it's a it's a strength. It's a strength. You know, sometimes I think people get a little bit uh, overthink things or, you know, like if we do that and people are saying that, we look as if we're, we're, we're weak. No, no, just just look to try and deliver and, and put an infrastructure in place um, that is going to put you in the strongest position. You know, if it's what a, a lot of people think, yeah, no problems, great. Then then kind of backing up what, what yeah. the majority are thinking. But... Sometimes I just feel as, as if maybe there's a there's a stubbornness. Um, just go and get the right people. Um, and like I said, I'm not saying that Giovanni's out of a job. Yeah, you're right. But get get the right people. Get the best people for the positions. Uh, and believe and back yourself. Do you have sympathy for Giovanni in the current situation? I have this. I have sympathy for any manager uh, that's going through a, a a tough time, and 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 I've absolutely no doubt. Like I says, Giovanni's a former teammate. I don't know him extremely well, as in a um, you know a, a friend outside of our playing days. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I know I know him well enough. And look, of course, I feel for Giovanni because the work that he'll be putting in, and and that he would have been putting in, it, it would have been a, a huge huge amount. Um, because you'll be trying to, you know, fix things and, and, you know, when things are going well, it's kind of automatic and you get that flow and uh, and, and things just seem to, to, to move along nicely. Uh, when things aren't going well, like I said, that's the time when the real hard yards and that extra work and the overthinking and, um, you know, it, it's tough. So, of course, I feel for him, but he's he understands the role of that position uh, of, the, of the football club and he knows the pressures that come with it. He's, he's interviewed full time in Paisley on Saturday. I suppose you 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 listen to what he said, and in fact, let's just let's just play a clip of what he said so that you can hear um, what you think of it. We're going to sit down, that's for sure, and uh, speak about the, the last couple of months and uh, which which way to go forward. I have no fear. No, I don't. I've never have fear. You know, I just see what comes. So, but I don't have fear. What does that tell you? Those, those kind of words, was. Again, he's he's obviously wanting to show people that um, that he's a strong person and that you know whatever club the oh sorry whatever the the decision is that the club make he's he, he's no problem he's he's not he's not scared of of, of a decision. Um, 
but it, it didn't give me a huge amount of confidence in mm. terms of obviously his position moving forward. And, and what I'll say is, is, is sometimes when you look at the way that a manager presents himself after a game, and certainly when you're not on a good run, right? So I look at Gio's interview. And then I look at also uh, at Hibbs, who I think Lee Johnson is, is under pressure a little bit. Yeah, yep. in front of the camera, you, it's like it's like he doesn't have a care in the world. Uh, and I just thought it was quite a, a contrast in terms of um, being under pressure, um, but the way that the those interviews separately went. Do you think that when you when you analyse that then with, with Giovanni, because managers will, will never see it, mm-hmm. but does it strike you? It's like I'm a beaten man. Let's just let's get my let's get a deal sorted. Let's get a sevens package sorted, and, and we'll shake hands and wish each other all the best. Well, again, we can we can, we can only speculate. But in terms of the Giovanni's comments, we're going to sit down and obviously have discussions over what's happened the last couple of months. So again, that kind of leads you into well, it's not a positive discussion. More than likely, uh, the, the the pressure has been mounting for for some time, and. Um, there has been no signs as if there's going to be a turning of the yeah. of the you know the the tide um, or, or the fortunes. So again, my expectation is that um, unfortunately for Giovanni that that come the return um, for the second part of the season, I don't think Giovanni will be in charge. And yet, I know on the part is all that matters. Winning is all that matters. Winning the league is all that matters. Beating Celtic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But when you analyse. His contribution and he's a year in the job if he yeah. lasts until Friday. That's his, his one year anniversary. But look at in 2022, Europa League final. Yep. One kick away from winning the, the, the trophy. Yes. That, now, I don't know the exact figures, but it's brought in millions and millions of pounds in revenue. Yeah. You sell Bassi in Arebo for the guts of £30 million pounds mm-hmm. for the two of them. And he beats PSV to get into the Champions League, which again is approximately another £30 million quid. So they're financially. Yeah. And I know you don't get it all in a one or all in a lump sum, but there's maybe about 70 million quid yeah. over the next two or three years that he's brought into the football club. And he, and he also, obviously, the Scottish Cup final as well. Scot- won the Scottish know, Cup, he yeah. won the Scottish Cup as well. So look, uh, again, um, you know, it's a tough job. Mm. And, and and the pressures and the expectations um, are absolutely enormous. And, and he, he understands that. Uh, but I think if... Um, you know, they were to, to part ways. I still think that Giovanni, in terms of what he uh, he achieved as a football player at the club, what he also achieved in a short term uh, in regards to all those kind of things that we've mentioned there, he's, he's brought good finance back into the football club. I still think that uh, the fans will uh, appreciate the work, but at the same time, you know, you've got to make sure that the club um, have the right person in place to be able to move forward. And at this time, you would have to say that Probably they do not. Okay, so whether it's Giovanni or whether it's somebody new come mm. Thursday 15th of December, Hibernian at home for the start of the second half yeah. of the season, <laughs> is the title race over? Celtic nine points ahead. They look as though they're going from strength to strength under Ange Postacoglu. Mm-hmm. Do we still have a title race? <sighs> I tell you what, I, I I would like to say that yes, we still do have a, a title race, but at the same time, it's kind of... Um, don't really know what we're gonna, you know, Rangers are gonna look like uh, when when the break's over in terms of when it, when they return. It's a big lead at this stage of the season. Um, I know football can swing and it can swing very very quickly. At this moment in time, Celtic look um, extremely dominant, uh, and and even when they haven't been great, they just they seem to 
be able to, I'm not saying grind away because I don't grind the way that they play, but they just seem to keep going and getting the results that they need. So look, at this stage, huge, huge margin. Be very, very surprised uh, if Rangers could reel that back in. Okay, we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes. Before we do it, we're going to get your take on Ange Postacoglu, who's been linked with another job. You know Ange well. We'll get your take on that right after the break. But if you want to get through to Craig Moore on the Go Radio Football Show in association with Macklin Motors, 0808 17 17 700. Just before we go to the break, Craig, just get your take on Alfredo Morelos. A lot of criticism for his performance, perhaps his attitude mm-hmm. on Saturday. Where are you with him just now? Um, look, uh, again, I think it's it's just kind of um, we're in repeat mode with Morelos. We all know what a great talent he is um, and can be, but uh, unfortunately, he, he just seems to slip into um, a pattern of um, looking unfit at times, um, not not delivering on, on you know on the the field where he needs to deliver. Um, body language not great at this moment in time. Look, it just again, it seems like um, the situation has not been managed great, Mark. If I'm honest, I, I think that um, when a player goes and enters the last two years of that contract, you either renegotiate or you sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rangers have kind of sat on on that for whatever reason. Maybe they have continually tried, but at this moment in time, on what he's delivering, then clearly you would say that there's no future for for Morelos at, at Rangers either. Do you think that you know Giovanni van Bronckhorst, you know, banished him um, just before the PSV game, the the, the second leg? Um, do you think had Kimar Roof been fit and been able to challenge Cholak for mm-hmm. a place that Morelos would have been permanently at the door by now? That the fact that he had to try and keep him on side because they knew the, the injury situation with Roof. Yeah, just lack of lack of bodies. I mean, what, what you kind of hope when someone comes in like Cholak and who. who was fantastic. He hit the ground running. He come in. Uh, he's very very honest. He works hard. And he got his goals. And you're kind of hoping that that spurs uh, Morelos on to, mm. to, to, to really work hard to try and get that jersey back. And again, like I says, I, I don't know um, what he does away from the, the football club. Um, I just see a great talent that um, at the moment is, is just not where he needs to be. Um, and like I says, unfortunately, I feel as if the longer the saga has gone on, again, he's... he's entering his last six months. So I would assume he's either going to run the contract down or some opportunity may pop up in January and I'm pretty sure that Rangers would bite the hand off. Okay, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Morelos and indeed the Rangers manager situation over the next few weeks. You've got Craig Moore on the Go Radio Football Show with me, Mark Guidi with Macklin Motors. If you want to get through to Craig Moore, then please give us a call on 0808 17 17 700 and we'll get Oz's take on Ange Postacoglu right after these. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, 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 go. Thanks for that Chris, you're looking great there on those wellies Been out and about in that heavy rain today <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely looking the part Unlike Craig Moore Anyway, oh, who's hey. Hey. So, we're on the Go Radio Football Show It's Tuesday night, I'm Matt Goody Joined by the Rangers legend Craig Moore We're in association with Macklin Motors And if you're wondering where Paul Cooney is You're quite right But he's on a well-deserved break And he will be back next week We're on for an hour For the next couple of weeks Five until six And you can get us on 0808 17 17 700 And that is the number that Laurie from Denison has dialed How are you doing Laurie? Mark, I'm doing pretty good, big man. Uh, uh, a pleasure to talk to yourself and Craig, of course, this evening. You Mark, too, I must say that in your role as anchorman, 
You're sounding much more conciliatory uh, tonight than you have on previous occasions. Right, Laurie, t- before we go any further, Laurie, get that dictionary away. Right? You need to put that dictionary I've told you before. Get that dictionary away. Anyway, uh, guys, a couple of points to make, uh, if you'll indulge me. Uh, the first one is regarding VR. And uh, I've got to be honest with you, VR was introduced ostensibly uh, to bring clarity uh, to, to confusion uh, what decisions were, were taken. And I think, Mark, all can decide that uh, the opposite's been the case. I think it's it's only mud, uh, made things more muddled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, before I went to see Montim Celtic playing Roscoe in the park, I watched the St. Martin Rangers game on Saturday. And uh, I was baffled, frankly. I mean, initially you had Ryan Kent booked for a dive. Uh, and then the decision was rescinded. Now, I've got to be truthful with you. Uh, Ryan Kent went down, and to me, it was the most spectacular of all falls other than maybe Niagara. Uh, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why the decision was rescinded. Now, moving on, I then went to see Celtic at Parkhead, and Celtic, uh, a situation where Matt O'Reilly was penalised uh, and a penalty awarded to St Murn, and it's inconceivable to me that Mark, uh, Matt O'Reilly could ever have got the road of that ball. I mean, it was like a pinball uh, machine. Mm-hmm. And I remember a few weeks ago watching Celtic playing Hearts at Tynecastle, and I know the similar incident. Uh, Celtic were denied a penalty when the ball clearly struck uh, the hand uh, of uh, the the Northern Ireland uh, right back. Uh, uh, Smith, I think. Michael Smith. Yeah. Okay. So I've touched on that briefly. My main point, however, was there is a nine point differential mark between Celtic and Rangers. Now, in my estimation, it's down to this. Uh, Watch Rangers. They're very pedestrian. Uh, the play lacks cohesion. It's almost as if when the players are on the ball, it's improvisation. There isn't any system. There isn't any methodology. Uh, methodology. Uh, when Celtic play, uh, they play uh, at a rapid pace, uh, acceleration. Uh, it's relentless. But everybody seems to know what they're doing. It's like watching a colony of worker ants uh, at work. Everybody realises the role uh, that, they're, that they're going to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not here to sit in judgment on Rangers. Uh, that's for their fans to do. But what I would suggest is that uh, uh, your guy, uh, Van Bronckhurst, I think his days are numbered. Uh, I'll just finally say, Mark, that Celtic's goals, and you know, there's only been one goal of difference in the goals conceded between Celtic and Rangers. Uh, but the difference is Celtic have got goals from all over the park. Uh, no fewer than 15 goal scorers have found the net in domestic competitions between the League Cup mm-hmm. and uh, the SPL. The panel starts. Okay, I'm just I'm going to try and kind of summarise. You've listened to what, to what Laurie said. Let, let's just go on and the, the, the difference between Celtic and, and Rangers, the two managers. Let's take yeah. the difference between Ange and Giovanni. Now yeah. you played with Giovanni. Mm-hmm. You've worked with Ange, so you know both of them mm-hmm. well. Is it just a case that at the moment, which is unfortunate for Rangers, but Celtic have an exceptional manager? 
Is that, uh, is that simplifying it too much? No, no. I mean, look, I, well, I think Ange is, is probably his his biggest strength is um, simplifying things. Uh, you know, he, he has a very clear style of play, um, you know, good instruction that, that he works on daily uh, and it's repetition uh, and it's practice, 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 practice. And it's done it at a, at a high speed. Um, so I think what you see in terms of Celtic's play is a is a real urgency mm-hmm. um, to want to keep the ball on the field. Most mm-hmm. importantly, mm-hmm. right. So the fitness of the players and the ability to be able to uh, run out 90, 95 minutes or every single match um, is also an advantage for the way that he wants to play. But again, it's you know it's it's forward, it's positive, it's forward runs. Um, it's getting the ball in behind uh, defences. Uh, it's, um, you know, wingers not playing as wingers coming in as second strikers. There's a lot of, you know, you can talk about the fullbacks in terms of the way they like to come in the way and get overloads in the middle of the park. But it's very, very positive. Whereas the flip side of that with Giovanni's style at Rangers so far this season has been very, in my opinion, deliberate and slow, which allows um, teams to get set. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when teams have been able to do that, which has been quite comfortable because Rangers haven't moved the ball anywhere near quick enough, then Rangers have struggled to find any real creativity um, to look to to be able to break teams down. Mark um, and 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 point being, you see a lot of deep crosses coming from Tavernier and Batisic, and for a central defender, uh, kind of defending those type of balls, mm-hmm. I've been that defender and it's quite comfortable. Um, so they look two different styles uh, for sure, Laurie. Um, your VAR one, I've got to go to. Uh, well, hold up. Before we get to, well, I'm going to get your take on VAR, but I want to get Laurie to come back and what, what Craig just said there in terms of the, the difference between the two managers, Laurie. Absolutely concur with everything you said, Mark. Uh, Rangers are pedestrian and their movement of the ball. Uh, Celtic, uh, they're flying. Uh, it's like a cavalry charge. The only thing I will say, Mark, is. And I'm going to be perfectly honest here. As what to treat domestically, uh, the problem Celtic have is uh, that when they enter, they go up a level into Europe. That style of play, uh, the cavalry charge approach, uh, I'm afraid uh, doesn't work at, at European level because you're playing against better teams, better quality players, and they get picked off like a sniper uh, when they're... they're uh, Surging forward. Mm. But the manager's made it clear, Laurie, he's not going to change. He's, regardless of the opposition, home and away, he is not for changing. What's your, your take on that? Well, uh, I think it's extremely naive, Mark. Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, ultimately, uh, uh, Ange Postecoglou is going to be judged on what he does domestically, right? Uh, and in actual fact, you know, there's only two teams uh, that's going to contest the league or compete for the league every season, and that's Celtic and Rangers. So if you're judging them domestically, I he's doing a great job. I mean, I don't delude myself into thinking that Celtic uh, are going to be competitive at a European level. I remember, Mark, at the start of the season, just out of curiosity, I checked with the odds of Celtic and Rangers winning uh, the Champions League. Mm-hmm. They were variously priced anywhere between uh, 1,000 to 1 to 2,500 to 1. Mm-hmm. And I'll put that in perspective. You could get shorter odds uh, on life and Mars uh, or the discovery or <laughs> proof of the existence of the Loch Ness Monster. Oh, here, here, Laurie, you've got too much time in your hands. <laughs> right, I'm going to, I'm going to get to, 
to get Craig's view on VAR. Oh, you know, overall, not taking Laurie's specific points, but in general, in the past, what we've had VAR about, about a month now, or is, is it is it organised chaos? Do they need the benefit of the doubt? Do they need more time? Or if you if you had your way, if you were allowed to, would you scrap it and just do away with it in Scottish mm-hmm. football? Personally, I, that would that would be my um, situation. I, I look VAR. I've all I've said all along in terms of offside no problem and it's black and white there's no interpretation um, you know mistaken identity sending off um, goal line technology the rest for me is as you with organised chaos mm-hmm. uh, like I said it was not organised disorganised uh, chaos, disorganized chaos. Uh, for me what we're seeing we were always going to see um, I've seen it first hand start in Australia exactly the same thing Yes, it needs time. Should have been in, introduced uh, midway through a season for me. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's there's discussion and debate every single match over um, what I believe, re-refereeing the game. Yeah. And uh, I feel sorry for the supporters. I was just going to say, that, that was my next point. I mean, players, managers get frustrated, but for supporters who are paying their hard-earned cash, whatever team you support, whatever stadium you happen to be in, on a Saturday afternoon it must be frustrating and must take away from the support and experience having that stop start that uncertainty four, five, six times again uh, for me it must be an absolute disaster for supporters fans you know the the, the emotion of your team scoring a goal um, you know that 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 for me is, is, is kind of been taken away you know, it's like it's, it's, it's a half, sometimes a half-hearted celebration or we've got to wait for the check, what's happening here. So, look, I, unfortunately, it's it's here to stay. There's, you know, my personal opinion means nothing because VAR is here and it's here to stay. I would just like them to um, interfere uh, with the main offside, yes, goal line technology, yes, mistaken identity. The rest, let the referee ref the game. Just to, we'll, we'll touch on Laurie's two points. First of all, was it a penalty on Saturday and, and Paisley? Did they eventually get to the right decision with regards to Ryan Kent? Oh, absolutely, all day long. This is where I was going to say, I, I kind of disagree with, with, with Laurie. For me, it was, I was flabbergasted that the referee, as quickly as what he did, made, uh, it was Clancy. Kevin Clancy, Kevin yeah. Kevin Clancy made a decision to, to, to book Ryan Kent for um, simulation diving. Um, I was like, no, there's live, watching it live and then watching the replays and all that sort of stuff. Didn't change for me. I, I felt as it was a penalty. And Matt O'Reilly's handball, Celtic Ross County. No penalty. No penalty. I I, I do agree with Laurie there in terms of... I, I have no idea what uh, O'Reilly is meant to do. He can't... Uh, it's, it, that's actually ball to hand rather than hand to ball in terms of any kind of movement. Uh, for me, madness. There, there has been some really, really odd ones. Even the one... Uh, was it a, a Celtic got a penalty against... Maybe was it against Dundee United when Burnaby jumped up for a header? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it hits the back. Celtic part a couple of weeks earlier. Yeah, come yeah. on. Again, the, the, these decisions are madness. Madness. And, and out with Celtic and Rangers, you know, because there's 10 other teams in the league, but you're hearing that there's Robbie Nielsen, there's David Martindale. They're all having a, a go at it because they, they just they, they perceive it to be, it's not right. There's so many teething problems that yeah. it's more frustrating than anything else. Well, again, uh, uh, and this has been my thing in terms of. There are going to be mistakes, but for me, the, the, oh, like, yeah, there you go, VAR got it right. For me, those stories have been very few and far between. Uh, it's been mainly uh, 
disappointing kind of outcomes. Um, and, and, and for me, that's why I say it has to work properly um, to then to be introduced mm-hmm. uh, into it. And like, uh, halfway through the season, I, I never, I've never understood why that was um, going to happen because I just, again, I, th- I feel as if it throws or opens up a can of worms in terms of, okay, but, you know, during the, earlier on in the season, but if, the, if VAR was there, then it would have been a different outcome, different result. Uh, and every team could have an argument, Mark, for mm-hmm. that kind of scenario. Why they didn't just wait um, and, and, and have it at the start of a season, use it in other areas, use it in the cup mm-hmm. or not the league halfway mm-hmm. through the season. Okay, we thank Laurie from Denison from his calls. Always good to have Laurie on. He always speaks very well indeed. If you want to get through to Craig Moore, the Rangers legend, former captain on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors 0808 17 17 700. Now, I did say I wanted to get your take on Ange Postacoglu, yeah. a man that you know very well. He's been linked with a number of jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't expect him to be leaving Celtic anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Let's make that clear, uh, Craig. But let's address a story that's appeared in the past 24 hours that, that Japan would fancy him after the World Cup becoming their their national coach. Can you see that happening in any shape or form that Ange giving up the Celtic job to, to go to Japan? Can understand the story mm-hmm. um, from where Ange has come from. <clears throat> Excuse me. Absolutely no chance whatsoever of Ange Postacoglu Again, my opinion, knowing the way that Ange um, operates, club football. See the see the diff- Club football is your day to day fix. You you speak to a lot of coaches, um, and I've got a lot of friends that are involved in the coaching game and all that that have popped into maybe the national team stuff. And the one criticism of national team stuff, although it's a, a fantastic honour, you know, to 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 represent and manage a, a national side, they all say that they miss the day to day business mm-hmm. of running a, a club. A, you know, a club side. Um, so again, I think Ange is in a situation now where, you know, he's clearly doing a wonderful job at Celtic. Uh, if he continues to do so, his stock will continue to rise and therefore that will probably at some stage take him to uh, another club job, mm-hmm. uh, I assume down south. Okay. On that, now again, it's hypothetical, but let's look at, you know, the Celtic fans, probably a lot of them still haven't forgiven Brendan Rodgers for walking out mis- mid- mid-season. Yeah. To go to Leicester City, albeit they had he had his reasons, mm-hmm. and Celtic were well compensated. Yeah. Likewise, Stephen Gerrard this time last year yeah. he walked out again. He had his reasons, mm-hmm. but Rangers were well compensated. You know Postecoglou better than most people. Yeah. Could you imagine him leaving Celtic in the, in the middle of a, a title race as a kind of guy that would, would not? If something's going to happen, let's address it when a when a season's over. I would think that that's exactly what Ange would do. I don't think... I'm trying to think... He, he did come away from the national team uh, in regards... Qualified for the national team, then come away for the actual World Cup. Mm-hmm. But again, the qualification process was complete. Um, I think then you've still got an opportunity to bring in some, someone else for the World Cup, which again, I mean, who wouldn't want to manage at a World course, Cup? So yeah, you look yeah. at in terms of... Um, you know, who Ange Postacoglu is and his belief and all those kind of things, but... I don't believe that he would um, he would make a decision um, that would impact the team throughout a season. So therefore, I don't think halfway through a season that he would leave the football club. Well, that's the kind of things that the Celtic fans would like to hear, Oz, I'm sure. You've been in brilliant form for the past 40 minutes. We've got another 15, 20 to go. We're on until six o'clock tonight and the Go Radio Football Show 0808 17 17 700 if you want to get through to Craig Mill. The Go Radio 
Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland Let's go, go. Thanks very much, Chris. Bring us right up to date. Take it easy on the roads tonight. A lot of water out there. A lot of heavy traffic. So just go easy, Oz. That would be the advice. Yes. As you get set to head back home, we believe. Tomorrow we're heading home for we're a talk- wee bit of r We're talking about rain here in Scotland. Um, <laughs> ho- hopefully, hopefully going back to some, some sunshine in Australia. Um, so yeah, now an opportunity to go back and catch up with with the kids who, who I miss uh, a lot. And... Um, I'll also be catching up with good mate Kevin Musket, a few beers, mm. his daughter um, is getting married, so looking forward to catching up with him after his success in the J-League this season. Just tell me, because he's a name that's been mentioned now for a, for a number of jobs uh, yeah. in Europe, I know he, he's had one, he's yeah. a former Rangers player, one or two have mentioned him as a yeah, yeah. as a potential Here candidate comes. further down the line, what like is he as a coach? He, he, he's, done a, he's done a really good job on it, look... Um, Obviously, he won the league this season. Uh, he was second last season. He did have a six-month spell in uh, Saint Truden in Belgium, uh, where he was he was sacked. Uh, his job at that time was to improve the the playing style and make him more a possess- uh, possession-based side, which he did. But the results, he needed the results. He didn't get the results. Um, mate, he's good. He's yeah. very very good. He's he's also just signed a new. Uh, extension uh, at Yokohama Marinos so um, yeah and I look buzzing for him because he's a great mate and, and I follow his, uh, his coaching career closely uh, and absolutely delighted for him and also there was a couple, a couple other Aussies that were with him Ross Aloisi who I worked with at Brisbane Raw John Aloisi's John Aloisi's brother okay. older brother right. um, and another another Aussie lad who worked with Ange a boy called uh, I think Sean uh, Ontong Right. So two other Australian boys there as well. So again, uh, great for Australian right, football in terms of that success. Just one final thing on on Kevin Musket. Is he a hands-on? Is he a coach, coach, or is he more of a manager? No, no, he's uh, he's got he's got the full kit and caboodle. Um, he can coach. Um, he can manage. Bit large. Um, yeah, well, they kind of. They, I mean, look, Muskie was at Melbourne Victory and uh, and worked with Ange. Um, uh, what I would say in terms of the two, they they both love to play attacking football. Uh, Muskie, uh, obviously, he he has a real steeliness and probably does look to do some kind of work in terms of defensively mm-hmm. stru- structure. Mm-hmm. Whereas we know that Ange obviously um, he signs players uh, and and they need to be good enough and be able to defend. It's not necessarily because he works on them defensively. Right. Whereas. Muskie does do a little bit of that. Okay, okay. We'll wait and see how his career goes and hopefully have a nice time when you head back. Before we go, just one or two we headlines, things that have been happening today, just to get your view on and then we will in the last few minutes just switch it back to, to Rangers and get your take before you, you head off and who knows what's going to happen in the few weeks before you come back. Oz, uh, where will we start? Let's look at Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. His interview with Piers Morgan, very critical of former teammates, very critical of the United hierarchy, very yeah. critical of the club in general what's your your take on Ronaldo well I, uh, you would imagine he knew exactly what he was doing in terms of framing that whole interview um, he would have known exactly what he wanted to go in there and say um, I believe in the next couple of days we'll probably see the the full interview so really get a good opportunity to um, process what comes out but clearly, there's there's no way back for Ronaldo at Manchester United. Clearly, uh, I think I've seen comments or, or again s- s- 
uh, some reports, uh, Ten Hag is like, he, he's not going to play for Manchester United again. It could well be as well. I mean, we'll not get into it too much, but you'd imagine if you're Man United, you're looking at this very closely from a, a legal point of view. This might, you know, this could really go all the way. Yeah, again, um, I would I would have thought that uh, Ronaldo would have been cute enough and certainly it's not as if he's short of advice in terms of people that uh, maybe can help him. Uh, but like I said, it was a strange one. He's, he's come out. Um, he, he's clearly frustrated in terms of, you know, maybe ex-teammates that he, he felt, you know, that were, were, were friends. And, and again, when you're in the media, sometimes you're kind of put in a position and um, he, he's probably not liked, um, you know, some of the, the comments that have come out of, of the mouths of some of the, the ex-football players that he played with, ex-teammates. So you can sense there's a frustration. He, he's, 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 he's not missed many, if, if, <laughs> if anybody at all. <laughs> Last point on him. Uh, where does he go next? Because I said, I agree with you, there doesn't appear to be any way back for Man United, which yeah. in some respect, kind of disappointed and, and, and quite sad that, he's, mm. that he'd have burnt his bridges with a club that he has given so much to and they'd given so much to him. Yeah, like, like again, nobody. In terms of when you're a, you're a football lover and you, you you love the game and you you want to see you want to see things end well. There there does uh, certainly there is a time when when you do need to uh, go your own way. Um, but you know, in terms of what he achieved at that football club, that 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 legacy and and, and the way that he was, um, I guess, thought of by a lot of the supporters. Look, there might be a, a little bit of a bad taste for some of those, but. Look, fantastic player, um, you know, to, to knock out the amount of seasons uh, at that top, top level for the, the amount of years that he's done is incredible. Where does he go from here? I mean, does he end up going back home, mm-hmm. you know, to sporting where kind of it all, all started, started yeah. it all started for him? You would like to think at this stage of his life, it's not all about money. Mm-hmm. Um, but again... Otherwise, you're really scratching your head, aren't you, in terms yeah. of where he could potentially end up after after what you would think is, is, is his last moments at Manchester United. Yeah, well, we'll wait and see what happens with Ronaldo. What have we got? Scotland v Turkey tomorrow night in Turkey. It's just a friendly, mm-hmm. but, you know, a chance for Steve Clark to run the rule over, you know, two or three players that will probably get the first caps, for example, I'm thinking Calvin Ramsey will probably get the the nod at, at, uh, at right back mm-hmm. and who played for, for Liverpool last week yeah yeah, and uh, and again what a great story it is for Calvin yeah. Ramsey I mean to, to get the move to Liverpool you're going oh, wow you know and, and then obviously he's, he's been doing the right things and then gets the opportunity uh, look, I think for Scotland you know Ramsey's one of a number of, of, of good young talent that has come through the system it's funny when you say friendly because I remember when I was playing for the Australian national team and we used to always say no such thing as a friendly Get in there, get amongst it, yeah. kick, fight, scratch, um, and that that for me creates a, a really good environment. Scotland seemed to have a good good environment. I think Steve Clark's done a wonderful job, um, and like I said, some some really really good talent coming through, and an opportunity. You know, when you put that national team jersey on, you got an opportunity to, to to represent yourself in the right way in your family, and and, and take a chance. And Ramsey's just one, like I said, of, of of a number of good young talents that Scotland currently have. Okay, well, Nathan Patterson, Shea Adams and Kenny McLean all out of the squad for tomorrow night. Steve Clark chose not to bring in any replacements. Will Scotland get a result, Turkey, a, a decent national team there at home tomorrow night? Um, was what's your kind of prediction? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's look, it's a tough game whenever you when whenever you play away from home. Look, Turkey, what what you you, you know is that um, there'll be a passionate 
support behind mm-hmm. the team. Absolutely no doubt about that. And technically, they're, I mean, they're some fantastic yeah. players, you know. They're certainly not going to struggle technically um, and, and, and have got game cha- changes. The only thing I'd say about sometimes, you know, teams like Turkey is you can... You can catch them off guard because they have great individuals but don't necessarily always perform amazing as an as a team. And I think that's a great strength for Scotland. And I actually think they can get something in this match. Right, so 4-0 Scotland, London Dykes hatchet. Right, where you go, <laughs> where you go, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll go with that. Uh, you mentioned Australia, the World Cup, of course. You must mm. be buzzing, you're getting back home. Yeah. You'll be watching your national team start at the World Cup on you Monday, you guys, Tuesday? Mm, uh, Tuesday, maybe. Tuesday, first game can... is against France. Right, so how will it be? How does it, How much does your country embrace mm-hmm. the, the World Cup and the, and the players and everything that's going on? You're saying that I'll be buzzing with it. I'll tell you what I'm not buzzing with. Right in Australia, I believe it's like two a.m., six a.m. The games. <laughs> it's, I tell you what, we always get shafted with the times in Australia. But I, one thing again, playing in a couple of World Cups myself, and then the amount of support and interest. Uh, what you got to remember in Australia is, you know, there's a number of sports, and football is probably four or five on that ladder. But come World Cup time, mm-hmm. the whole country gets behind the national team, uh, and and it really is. Um, fantastic to be involved in and you know I've also been the other side where it kind of supported that so there'll be huge interest there's huge support Uh, we we, you know got a few other sporting greats that have got their opinion on team selection yeah what's I mean Tom Tom Roddick's a former Celtic player a player that we know well he obviously knows him as well he's played with your national team the big 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 player but he's not made the squad he's now at West Brom he missed the first three months of the season, you know, your kind of your rugby legend Laurie Daly's had his say, Michael yeah. Clark, the cricket, yeah, cricket legends yeah. had his, his say as well on Roger's exclusion. Um, what's your take on it? It's Graham Arnold, isn't it? The, yes, the manager. What, what's your take on, on Graham's decision? Uh, look, I, again, I think that uh, it's it's the right decision. That's not to say that, that Tommy Rogic isn't a fantastic player because I believe he is. Uh, I, I believe going to the World Cup uh, in terms of risk. Uh, players that haven't played a lot of football you can take maybe one mm-hmm. uh, but I think you can't take too many more than that because you need to, to fill your squad with with people that are re- rearing and, and ready to go more importantly have got games and minutes under their belt so Tommy hadn't played enough you know and you look at Hrustic I, I believe who might have moved on but he was at Frankfurt he obviously mm-hmm. in the in the final there yep. the Aussie boy um, Aaron Moy as, yep. as well so you kind of You've got a couple that are playing that position that have been playing and therefore, you know, due to the, the lack of minutes for, for Tommy, um, I believe the national team coach made the right decision. Okay. Um, how do you think Australia will do? Can you see them get out of the section? They're going to get into the last 16 and, and maybe further? <sighs> Listen, I would love to see Australia really go and have a crack um, because that's the that's the best chance of, of trying to get out of this group. It's a tough group. Kick off with France, the first match. Uh, Tunisia, where a lot of people just, you know, go, oh, Tunisia, Australia going to go get a result. I guarantee you that's mm. going to be yep. a really, really tough game. Then you go into the last match against Denmark, who I think are a really good outside bet for um, for winning the World Cup. Mm. People might think I'm daft, but Denmark... So, you th- what, Denmark, best chance in terms of European outsider. nations? Yeah, they, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That, that's what I mean. Because, again, I, I mm. think that... Once you get through, once you get through that group stage, and you, you know a little bit of luck, and if you fall the right side of the draw, um, anything is possible. Anything is possible. I think for me, Brazil have, have, have got the best squad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I think that they're, I've not seen the betting, but I think they would be up there, if not the favourite. Uh, and I, I, I do I fancy. Think they are, yeah, I think I do. Fa- I do fancy them to to maybe go and win the World Cup. But as an outsider, I, again, I, I think I think Denmark obviously as an outsider. Australia, Mark, you touch on. We'll be. I don't want to come away saying after the World Cup, uh, we were honest. Go and have a go. Mm-hmm. Go and have a go because if you're not expected to go through, then at least go and and have a crack. And that's a test for Graham Arnold. You know, he's he's quite pragmatic. Right. Whether or not he'll 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 let the boys go and. Um, and, and have a go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see within the, the first two minutes against France. Enough three done. Oh dear, you might get that alarm clock set. Right, uh, well, we're into the last three or four minutes of the programme. It's been a, a pleasure to have Craig Moore on the Go Radio Football Show tonight with me, Mark Guidi, in association with Macklin Motors. We'll be back on tomorrow night, five until six, with Stephen McGinn. But before we go, Oz, we'll finish where we started and just get back to the, the big story of the week. Rangers, just give us your take. Give us a summary of how you see things unfolding over the next few days at the football club and in particular for, for Giovanni. Yeah, look, unfortunately, uh, I, I I don't see how Giovanni can continue the, the job um, that he was brought in to do. Uh, I think that the, the results, um, you know, have, have gone against. I think that Rangers are at a stage now where change cut would have to be made in my opinion uh, you know the break allows you know I, I guess them to, to really go and sing their teeth into probably who's going to be uh, you know the next best option to, to come in and, and, and take the, the team forward I think it's important that it's done now because of that break I think if you come back Mark um, with Giovanni and then you get one more bad result I think it's lost time so mm. therefore we don't like to see it, but I think that Gio, Giovanni's days at Rangers um, are finished. How important, are to, and I'm not going to say that, that, that you know, you know, millions and millions of pounds are, are given to the, the, the manager, whether mm-hmm. it's Giovanni or a new one in, in January, because that's always easier said than done, but mm-hmm. how important is it that the club, in whatever shape or form, show creativity in the market in January? Really, really important. Um you know, because again, like I said, it's not about Giovanni's actually stated that there's no pot of gold. Mm-hmm. So normally, when you hear the word creativity, Mark, it means that there's not a great deal of money yep. to be had. Um, so Rangers certainly need to be creative if if that's the case. But I'm sure with the um, uh, the contacts that they have, there's plenty of opportunities. For football, there's there's fantastic players there. You scratch the surface. Um, there's some great talent to be had. No doubt about it. Okay, Craig, it was a pleasure as always. Thanks for joining us in the Go Radio Football Show. You have a safe journey back to Australia. Enjoy your holidays and hopefully Oz do well in the World Cup. We'll be back tomorrow night, five until six in the Go Radio Football Show, where I'll be joined by Stephen McGinn. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go, There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.